It's Carol. It's Carol. Are we in it now? Is this the podcast? Welcome to Carol. Everybody, it's time for the best idea of all time. My name is Laser. My name is Alice. And we've watched Carol four times now. This is our fourth episode and our fourth watch. We're wearing hats today. Do you want yeah. to talk about the hats? Yeah, Carol Collection Corner. I'm going to start off early. Okay. I got us, um, I got a Santa hats. Compliments Com- of the management. Compliments of the management for the season. Where did you get these? Are I these, these vintage? I got these. They're custom made from the Mouse Works, a, oh, wow. a, a gentleman who makes custom hats from Virginia. Um, they are Santa hats with a shearling trim and a, and a, and a shearling hoof ball at the end. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. There, are they custom to be like the Carol hat or what's the point? No, they're just, they're just, they're just shearling hats that he makes and they looked the most like the ones from the movie because the ones in the movie have that, have that kind of fur trim, the mm. shearling trim. Um, I couldn't look just looking on like, you know, your, your, your internet retailer. I couldn't find a, a Carol hat that. Uh, Santa hat. Sorry, I couldn't find a Santa hat that looked like <laughs> it. Like it came out of the movie Carol. Right. I mean, Carol is the Santa of the body. Christmas Carol. Yes. What? How did this watch hit you today? Um, I caught I caught a lot of things that we talked about last time. I think I saw it in clearer light. I yeah. did also make some new connections. Okay. One is. Carol says, well, that's that twice in the movie. She says, well, that's that at the beginning when she buys the train set. The train set and then she says it at the end when Therese is rebuffing her. Mm-hmm. Well, right? that's that. Well, that's that. I also noticed that the, the blue sweater that we talked so much about. Yes. Carol's dress on the day that she, t- she picks up Therese and they hang out and Therese plays piano for her. Yes. Her dress is also that same color. It's a good color. The good Car- blue. Carol knows what colors work for her. They're red, gray, and blue. Right. And specifically, that's also the color that Therese paints her apartment. So it's a through line. It's a through line. It's a, it's a color theme. Today, we did the thing we talked about last time where we yelled the world, word window whenever the shot, the, the shot was being shot through a window. There were a lot of windows. We, I also noticed there were a lot more doors than I expected. A lot of doors with glass. Yeah. Doors with glass and just kind of door jams. We did a lot of door frames. Yeah. There was, just, a, there was a mirror a few times. We're just doing a lot of frames within frames, which is very, it draws the eye in. The, very, the eye loves to be a frame within a frame. Very cinema. It's, you know what? This film is, is so cinema. Extremely cinema. This, this film is so cinema. It's not a movie. It's cinema. It's not TV. It's HBO. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm officially now looking at extras. That's how many times we've seen the movie. Okay. So I've started like checking people out. There's like the lady who's sitting next to Therese at the bar. Okay. Um, when they're out with the McElroy brothers. Yeah. And she's sitting there and she's just kind of holding a drink for a long time and not drinking from it. It's yeah. very delightful to me. I, I called out during this watch. I love the, the when Therese gets the phone call from Carol, the glasses manager, who I think we're going to talk about more. Yes. Um, calls her over 
Therese leaves, and immediately another woman who's also wearing a Santa hat just immediately appears right behind her. She'd just been standing behind her, waiting her turn. It's like a soda machine. They're just like in a line. They're all like spring-loaded, ready to (laughs) serve people. Frankenburgers is ready to party. No, No customer will wait more than 10 seconds without getting someone to sell them a doll. We have so many dolls here. Uh... I noticed Carol's accent more in this film. She has a yes. real, I don't know if it's mid-Atlantic or what it is, but it's yes. like the way that she says words uh-huh. is, Rindy left her hairbrush under my pillow yes. to show that she's a good girl. It's very good. I actually, so that's interesting because this week between our watches, I watched some interviews with Kate Blanchett for the first time Ooh. because it occurred to me, I've never actually heard her actual normal voice. Right. I've only seen her in movies where she's doing like Galadriel or, or Carol accents. Yeah. And she has a she has an Australian accent. It's very charming. She's also very funny and, and a little dirty in her in her in her interviews. Yes. Um very quick witted. It was really surprising. It 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 was really surprising seeing that voice come out of her because I'm so used to seeing the the mid Atlantic Carol and then also in like Nightmare Alley, she's kinda playing a similar character. Yeah. Yeah, she's got, she's a real person. She's very good at dialogue. She's great. I love her. I love her very much. She's a delight. Um, okay, what else did I write down? Uh, there are so many doorways. You're the one who canceled on us, you nitwit. You nitwit. We love Abby. We love Abby. We had an Abby moment this week. Are we allowed to talk about the Abby moment? It's up to you. It's 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 your moment. Uh, we went to the um the sex toy shop um and i just kept marveling at how huge the the dicks were there and alice uh said that she couldn't help me with that um, <laughs> which is an abby uh abby line it was really good i haven't stopped thinking about it <laughs> uh, i encourage you to incorporate abby's dialogue into your life yes hashtag be your own abby be your own abby <laughs> Um, oh yeah, Triangle Man. His when they're having this argument in the apartment yes. when she is leaving to go on a when Teresa's leaving to go on a road trip with Carol. He says the meanest stuff. Uh huh. He's like, she's gonna get tired of you. Yeah. Which is just like so rude. So like like he's just saying like you're a boring person and you're lucky that I put up with you. Is basically yeah. what he's saying. It's very like projecting. It's so gross he's uh-huh. such a jerk and, I, then, and then he says i got a better job for you yeah like, you made me improve myself which is just like get over yourself triangle man yeah it's i was thinking about how i think i said this while you're watching how there's such a parallel between richard continually saying come with me to paris come with me to paris and her keep saying no or i i, I don't know i can't make myself and then yeah. carol says i'm going west and and teresa's <laughs> like yes well, but also, I mean, I guess actually I was going to say, but Triangle Man doesn't care about her interests at all. I mean, to be fair, Carol doesn't necessarily care that much about her interests either. I mean, she's she's kind of pushing her to get a better job and, and yeah. do photography. Yeah, she does. She shows more of an interest in her photography, but there are several times when Carol, like when Therese is talking about herself, like at the lunch, she's like, what kind of name is that? Check. I mean, it's actually... I changed it from, and Carol immediately interrupts her. That's true. That's true. Um, because Carol, as we mentioned, 
I mean, she's just horny. She Carol's just, very horny. She just she just wants to touch this girl. <laughs> like she's just like let's right. let's freaking make out. Um, we she, talked about this during the scene at Carol's house where Therese is playing piano. Yeah, because Therese is playing piano and and Carol is v horny in that scene. She's just like yeah, so piano, interesting. Okay, so you play. Um, you like uh, photography? That's great. Like she goes and like lights a cigarette. It's like, oh, this right. is so interesting. She, she, she goes and massages her so- shoulders, and Therese responds by continuing to play piano. At which point, Carol then finds a way to change the subject <laughs> to get her to stop playing piano. And and we were we were we were posturing that if Therese had just reacted at all to Carol touching her, yeah. they could have been making out then. I mean, it's what Carol wants. Can you imagine if Barge had walked in when they were just like full on making out? I mean, I think he would have reacted the same. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's I true. Think that's what Bar Captain Barge in on problems is oh, just since since we wa- since we watched last time. Uh, I did a little research into names. Okay, great. Um, Barges, sorry, Harges. <laughs> Harges is a name. I'm sure um, it is. And then Rindy. Is also a name on its own. It is not short for something. Ugh. It is just a very uncommon girl's name. Okay, good for you, Randy. Okay, I know you have so much research. Yes. And I would love to know more things. Okay, first of all, a part of the way through the movie. Yes. Um, when Carol just shows up at Therese's apartment and pushes a camera through the door. Well, well hold on. So, one thing I noticed this time, she also pushes a suitcase. And... In the previous scene where she's hanging out with Abby, she has the suitcase, which is why Abby says, are you going somewhere? Because mm. that all must have happened the same day that she went to see Fred. She got sad. She bought the suitcase and the camera, mm-hmm. it, formulated this whole idea, shows up at Therese's, and then gives her the suitcase. Yeah, it's very, it's very much the same day. It's the same outfit. Yes. Um, uh, at, well, at that moment, Alice took out the suitcase, the exact suitcase from yes. this. Um, so we're indulging Alice's. Yeah, Carol Collection Corner Part 2 for this episode. I found a 1950s Amelia Earhart line suitcase. I spent a lot of time oh. doing forensics on the suitcase. It only appears in like three shots up close, specifically the shots where um, Therese is opening it on the floor after receiving it from Carol. Yeah. It's a it's a tweed suitcase with with leather trim. Actually, so the one in the in the movie has trim along these corners as well, mm-hmm. and so it's not exactly the same model, but this is very close. I studied the locks. The locks are the same. I studied the handle. the The, the main thing that actually clued me into this suitcase is in a lot of the Amelia Hearts, there's a logo right here. I'm, I'm gesturing between the handle yeah. on the lower portion of the suitcase, but on this one, it's in the top portion, and that matches the one in the movie. Interesting. Because I looked at a lot of different lines, of like 1950s lines of suitcases that you can find online, um, and looked through a lot of pictures, and I'm reasonably sure that the one in the movie is Amelia Earhart. It's in much better condition than the one I have, but also, when you open it up, has the same kind of maroon-brownish um, lining matching the one in the movie. Yeah, and the same little pockets, which are really fun. I yeah. used to have a suitcase that had that kind of pocket inside. I love those. So that's that's the other edition for the Carol Collection Corner this week. Delightful, and we're both wearing our, our Santa hats right now. Compliments of the management. Yeah, otherwise, ma- otherwise, glasses manager would come and yell at us. We don't want glasses manager to yell at us. And speaking of which, you have hot leads on glasses manager. Yes. So I so one of the things I did was in trying to figure out who glasses manager was because I think I've said in past episodes 
there are a lot of names in the credits, but they yes. don't like map to characters because none of these characters are actually named in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I read through the I read through part of the screenplay just to see, and the manager is named Roberta, which is the name, which is one of the names in the credits, and that is Pamela Haynes. Um, Sound familiar? Yeah. So the film was directed by Todd Haynes, but Todd Haynes is a is a queer man. He's married to another man. Mm-hmm. So I think it must be his like sister or sister in law, and she has appeared in many of his projects, like TV shows and movies. So I I just did a tiniest amount of research right before we started, and her Haynes is her married name. Right. So that's why I think she might be a sister in law. Yeah, I think she's a sister in law, and I know all all I know is that he has a sister. Right. I don't know if he has a brother. Oh, I don't know. But also maybe he maybe she I, I don't know. There's a right. lot of different ways that people can be related. To I guess it could other. be a cousin as well. It could be a cousin. But she's in many of his his films going back a long time. But mm-hmm. I just love that he gave the, the kind of bitchy, the bitchy woman who's just chewing scenery left and right. I love her. She's so good. She's my she's my uh, she's my 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 love. Um, actually, uh, Aubrey called us, my sister, right before we started filming yes, or hi, started Aubrey. watching the film today. Um, and I was like, uh, I, I, uh, I, I was like, well, we're about to start watching Carol and Alice immediately took on the role of Roberta. Yes. Um, pointed at me to put my hat on and was very annoyed when I asked for a pencil and paper. The, the whole thing. Carol is a good life, uh, religion. Okay. So one other thing that we talked about last week, which I, I, I am reasonably confident in, I think you might be a little more skeptical still, is... I'm excited to be proven. Waterloo, Iowa, as yes. a sign. Yes, it does. We, we speculated last week that it looked like a Kate Beaton drawing on the sign. Yes, it does. If you Google Kate Beaton Napoleon, who is on the sign, mm-hmm. you find that same image, the colors are different, that she posted to the Harka Vagrant webcomic site in 2012. Yes. So, while she's not credited in the movie at all, and we haven't been able to independently verify it, I am like 99% sure that, that, was, that they found that and licensed that from her and made that sign. If you Google Waterloo, Iowa sign, you will not find that sign. There's no, there's no evidence of it actually existing in Waterloo, Iowa. I did find a lot of photos of their prom for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's actually a Kate Beaton drawing. I think you're right, and I, we just need to like email her. And find out because it's it's worth it for the pod. It's worth it for the pod. You got to burn the ask. You got to burn burn the ask for the pod. It's what we have to do. It's our job. It's our responsibility as journalists. I just want to know. I want to hear it from her. Right. I want to know what happened. I want to. I don't know. Did they reach out to her? Did, I, maybe maybe she doesn't know. I want. I mean, she probably. I mean, I don't know. I just okay. Let's talk about. How much of a liar Carol is. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. So that was something that I kind of was dealing with today in the film. Sure. She's just, she's, just, I mean, there are, there are times when she blatantly lies, like when Therese is like, did you just make a phone call? And she's like, no, I was in the ladies room. And yeah, like, gaslight, baby, gaslight. <laughs> Girl boss. Sure. Um, there are, I mean, but there's also just like, you know, she, she's, she's not a, she's not a big sharer. Right. Just in general. Rin, Rin, she's always lying to, li- to Rindy. Always lying to Rindy. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, I mean, it might be a stereotype, but I think maybe it was trying to describe how one had to survive as a queer person yeah. back in the 50s is a lot of deceit. Yeah, certainly, certainly there was. I feel like it's the sort of thing that 
I'm watching Euphoria right now, and they talk a lot about how like addiction causes you to lie to everyone in your life constantly. It's kind of like that. You're hiding something so big that you have to lie to everyone. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, it, it bums me out, obviously. Sure. That, I mean, but obvious, but the, that's not the point of the movie. It's not to portray a perfect relationship. Um, but it is like she is. She's she's <laughs> your fave is problematic. Yeah, you she's, know what she, I mean. She, she problematic. She can get canceled. She's going to get canceled. Uh, her relationship. I mean, I just like, you know, you want Therese to be able to form her own identity. And I, yeah. I feel like they do give her that chance, I guess, when she goes off and she starts working for the Times. And hopefully that she she gets that agency. I mean, that's kind of what that whole scene in the restaurant at the beginning and the end of the movie is, is her showing that she has her own agency and not just like being blindly devoted to Carol, even though. She is in basically every other scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's why that tonally feels so odd. Like, they show her saying, I miss you. And then, I guess, like, three months later, she's like, no, I don't want to come live with you. No, I don't want your cigarette. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, I guess it's April by that point, right? right? Which, is, which is a while. Yeah. So, that's good. I'm trying, right now, I'm currently burning the ask. <laughs> oh, to Kate Beaton? To Kate Beaton. Hell yeah. Bam. Ask Burnt. It burnt. <laughs> ask Burnt. Burnt. Somehow you just overcooked the ask. You just, you just overcooked it. How have you been able to hashtag be your own Carol this week? Great question. I, you know, I'm, I'm all over being my own Carol in yeah. all kinds of ways. Let's see. Uh, um, I, I wore shoes inside. That's okay. something she does a lot. That's true. <laughs> um, God, I really don't do that much. Uh, we did that one thing where you said the line about Abby. That's true. I did say I can't help you with that. What did you do? Well, how are you your own Carol this week? That's a good question. Um, I did not flirt with any clerks in stores, unfortunately. That's all right. Um, I did flirt with a dog. Okay. I told the dog I wanted to marry it. That's true. But, was, that the dog, was that the dog we both collectively met, or was this a different dog? No, that was the dog we both met, Remy. Oh, yes. Rem, Remy the Frenchie. Remy the Frenchie, the best dog I've ever met in my whole life. This was at the sex toy shop. Yes. We, we live very interesting lives. <laughs> we went one place. <laughs> like, immediately after we recorded the podcast last time, too, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have I been doing? I mean, we didn't... We aren't, we aren't currently living together, but we're also... I'm not doing anything. We got to do more stuff so we could talk about it on the podcast. Alex. I guess that's true. I Are ordered you... a salad. Is that something Carol would do? No, she no. would order poached eggs. She, the... she loves a heavy meal. They ordered soup. We noticed they were both eating the same thing. Yeah. In the scene, in the first scene in the road trip where they're in a restaurant and Therese gives Carol her present, uh, they are both eating chili and they're both eating the exact same thing. Because Therese does not order lunch yet still. She just still doesn't know how to order lunch. She'll get there. I mean, maybe someday. It's hard. It's hard to know how to order food. Or to know what you want in life. Yeah. I, doesn't it seem like the, a lot of the people on the streets of New York in this film are old? Yes. Is that just how it was in the 50s? Or just in these neighborhoods, I guess? No, I think that's just the extras they had when they filmed in Cincinnati. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, because yeah, it, it's 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 strange. Like Therese, it just makes Therese seem so much younger, right? 
Well, they're all like bundled up and with the like hats and the big coats. Maybe it's just they seem older, even if they are younger. I mean, there is definitely that effect that I have to get used to of like when people are wearing old timey clothes, sometimes it makes them I'm like, oh, they're old because they're wearing old timey clothes. Um, I have that problem with like pictures from the 70s. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I don't think that's the case, like, especially in like the opening scenes of sure. this film. It's like, okay, these are people who I think are not old, but much older than you assume Therese is, right? For example, and, and Carol, too. Yeah. But I mean, it may be, you know, you're, you're having a casting call for a movie set in the 50s. Who's going to show up? People who are alive in the 50s. You had to bring your own clothes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Hashtag so. bring your own Carol. Bring your own Carol. <laughs> oh, gosh. What a film. What a film. Are you running out of steam? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm thinking about the other thing that uh, we noticed in this watch is this incredible lamp that is in, oh, I wrote it down, Tommy Tucker's hotel room. Yes, when they confront him with the gun. At the... Uh, is that the McKinley Hotel? No, it's no, a different one. It's a different one. Um, it's the one with the I ain't a clock lady. The I ain't a clock lady hotel. Um, and it is this wild, like this guy with like. Is uh, it a guy? I thought it was a woman. Okay, whoever it is, they have these like cloths draped around them. It's right. this wonderful. I mean, yes, gender's a prison and the lamp is wonderful. <laughs> Gender is a prison and this lamp is wonderful. It's our first T-shirt from the Carol <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and it uh it just makes me it's just like it's in the middle of this extremely tense scene where carol has a <laughs> gun and this guy has ruined her life and then there's just this guy going hi i'm a lamp <laughs> like if it was if it turned into toy story right there like oh I would my be god really happy like we just start to follow this lamp's life now yeah uh, the lamp is the rest of the movie <laughs> it sneaks into the car with perez and carol <laughs> Goes and goes and lives their life with Has them. to parent trap them back together. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. I would love, I would love to see that. Because yeah. yeah, it's like just hanging out. It's always trying to get Therese to call Carol. It's like, yep. it's like making the phones ring and then they try to call each other back and they always miss and it's like, ah, but it spends all this time like climbing up the wall to try to dial the phone. It takes forever. Yeah. Oh, so sad. So sad. Something else that was very sad, I noticed. Yes. I had this feeling in the scene where Therese, or sorry, when Carol and Barge are fighting and mm-hmm. Therese is inside, she's, she's listening to a record. And as they continue fighting, she turns the music up. Yep. I had the saddest thought, which is, I bet she did this when she was a kid to deal with her parents. Yes, absolutely. It, ge- it very much gave me that so- sort of impression. Yeah, we don't know a lot about Therese's family. Or, or Carol's family. Or Carol's family. They don't have a history. Lesbians don't have families. Uh, That's you, not true. Uh, <laughs> just, because, just because I'm a lesbian and I don't have a family. I can't, and, I can't and make Carol, that. Yeah. Lesbian, like Car- Carol, Alice, Therese. But there are others. Abby also doesn't have a family. We don't know that. Uh, Abby has to know everything somehow. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she's, she's a McElroy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's the mysterious third McElroy sibling. Um, yeah, it, it, it is a, a weird uh, thing in this film that we don't get their story. Although uh, you and I, we both have to just, we just have to read the book. We do have to read the book. Maybe it's the in there. Of salt. Maybe it is in the book. Yes. Their intense, wonderful 
just solid relationships with their families. Yeah. Um, I will say from the, the cursory look I did at the screenplay, there were a lot of scenes that were cut. Um, I also, in the, a lot of the interviews I watched this week, they talked about how they had no money to shoot this in very little time. So I think, like, we talked about, like, cutting a lot of dialogue in the, in the purposes of making it a more visual storytelling. I think that's true, but also sounds like they just didn't have a lot of money. So mm-hmm. they, they made it as quickly as possible. And the fastest way to do that is to cut stuff you don't need. Maybe that maybe that's why there isn't much like deleted scenes wise. Maybe it's just all in the movie. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, well, I am definitely interested in in finding out more because I I think you get a lit a couple hints of like slightly more story. Like I noticed this time that um, Therese was reading. She was at her table um, at the at at Frankenberg when she when she receives the phone call from Carol. Yes. Yeah, she's she's still reading um, her little book. So. Yeah. I imagine there's, you know, is it that is that because she just got that job? Is that because she just loves to read? You know, what's going on there? She says to Carol that she reads too much, and mm-hmm. Carol says, "Well, that's nice for a change." Yeah. Oh, you know, there's there's obviously a history there. I mean, but uh, but this a is a pattern not, of behavior. There's a there's a pattern of behavior, but this is obviously not a film so much about the plot. Right. It is. <laughs> so the other thing that I was noticing in this one um is our buddy danny mcelroy um talks about at one at in early in the film he his big brother bill mcelroy justin mcelroy works at the movie theater yes and um they're all at the movies and danny is taking notes on the diff he he says he's tracking the correlation between what people say and what they mean right um which is a big part of this movie yeah. Right, because there's that whole there's the whole lunch scene where basically Carol and Therese are just saying to each other over and over again, "I'm a lesbian. Carol, I'm a lesbian. They're lesbians. I'm a lesbian. I'm a lesbian." But they never say that out loud. And then there's the even the scene with Danny where he's like, "So things attract each other and they bounce off." And you have you're attracted to some people, right? You have feelings or whatever. And what he's saying is, "I like you, and you don't seem to like your boyfriend that much." Right. Um. And what she's thinking is. I think I'm into this lady. Right. That correlation between what people are saying and what they're thinking is like obviously being drawn out there, which I think is interesting. The other theme we were, I just thought about when, um, which I don't think is a positive one, but we were just talking about how they don't have families and there's a, um, something that Triangle Man says, which is I think the worst thing said in the movie, which is like he says something like he doesn't know any gay people but he also knows definitively that the reason people are gay is that there's something wrong with them in their past. Right, there's always something in the past to explain it. Yeah, it's like, I don't know anyone like that, but also this is why that happens. It's like, yeah, okay, great, excellent. Just straight cis men giving their opinions on things they're experts in, even though they have no knowledge whatsoever. Zero percent. He's not even allowed in the record store. That's how straight that guy is. Yes. Love, we love the record store. We love the record store owner. We love, we love the butch lesbians who are sitting in the corner. I love them so much. They're uh, great. Yeah. Uh, one thing I said during this watch is this podcast has to be successful so that at the end of the year we can have a big screening and everyone who, who loves the movie Carol can come watch it with us and, and quote along with us because at that point we will have the entire movie memorized. I mean, even if it's just you and I, I think it'll be okay. Right, we'll rent a theater. We can, you and I can rent a theater. That's fine. I, I was going to try to parlay this into telling people they should tell their friends about the podcast and stuff, but you know. Oh, great. It sorry. Just be you and me. It's so, fine. I'm so sorry. Please save us from renting a theater by ourselves and listen to the rest of Alice's thought that I interrupted. 
So please tell your friends about our podcast and um, show them the movie Carol because it's a really good movie. It's a great movie. Get on Zoom with your friends. Watch it. Yeah. Uh, get, just it's it's great. It's uplifting. It's positive. It's a great message. And then get everyone to listen to our podcast. Yes. It's great. It's uplifting. It's a great message. And uh, can we tell them to review it? Yes, we can tell them to review it. Please review it. On Apple Podcasts or on um, Google Podcasts. I think those are the only places you can review podcasts anymore. Yeah, I think you can give it a star rating at other places. Um, we got one review from somebody who said, nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> and it was one star. So please cancel out that person by giving us a positive review. Yes, please please help our average because right now it's in the toilet. <laughs> One person who was very disappointed that we were not doing something else, I guess. Uh, it's fine. As, as I always say, I can't help you with that. I can't help you with that. As we always say at the end of the episode. <laughs> I can't help you with that. I can't help you with that. Bye. Living for you is easy living. It's easy to nothing in life but you The Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice Our theme song is Easy Livin' as recorded by Flower Links You can find more information about them in our show notes The show is edited and produced by me Alice Our website is bestidea.gay And if you have thoughts about the podcast, the movie Carol, or anything else you want to talk about, you can email us at askmethings at bestidea.gay. The best idea of all time will return next week. All right, I need you to really get up in there. Okay, yeah, but I need to stop having to. Okay. Before I can. I'm a professional. You're a professional. Laser has the hiccups. Sorry. They're apologizing. I guess this is like at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no. They're agreeing with me. They're saying, yes, Alice, that's a great idea. Let's draw all the focus to my hiccups. No. <laughs> ah!